on this week's episode we're going to be talking about the importance of good communication and also being ghosted by candidates and clients so ghosting is a recruiter's pet peeve um it's something we deal with all the time so ghosting is when you suddenly out of the blue without seeing it coming receive no further communication from a candidate or a client so to start off we're going to talk about it from the perspective of a candidate so it's something that happens all the time um probably on a daily basis in, in yeah, some regards definitely. um so just initially let's, let's discuss, discuss how we can avoid a candidate ghosting us so lizzie do you want to kick us off? so i think um to avoid it it's really sort of setting out the boundaries when you're dealing with your candidates so um sort of saying to them exactly when you're going to be available really setting sort of time boundaries of when they can expect to hear from you so for example obviously if we have like an initial um pre-screen with a candidate talk to them about a job um, and they want to be put forward for it we're very much like okay that's fine and um, we'll put you forward to the client and i will be in touch with you by 5 p.m tomorrow yes. to let you know the outcome and to give you some feedback and it's really important that us as recruiters stick to those timings yeah because when we set the bar of not sticking to what we've promised our candidates are like oh okay they're, they're not really that bothered so we're going to reciprocate that sort of behaviour. So I think always um, sort of set boundaries and deadlines and sort of pop your candidate on a clear direction of how you expect the communication to be delivered. Definitely. And I think as well, going alongside that, I think you do need to open up the channels of communication with the candidate because, you know, say if you're recruiting for a role where it wouldn't really be phone heavy, so the candidate you're dealing with, they might be really, really good at the job, but they might be absolutely terrified of being on the phone, which is fine because the job they're doing, you know, that won't require it. But, you know, they need to be able to have those conversations with you. So, you know, you might have to say to them, look, I understand you don't like talking on the phone. How about we WhatsApp or how about we text or how yeah. about we email? So I think just find out, you know, what works for them because they could be the perfect fit for a job. But if you're like, no, you have to call me at this time, you know, the anxiety might get in the way and they might just never contact you yeah. again because they're absolutely terrified of you. A hundred percent. And I think that's the thing when you make yourself like this big sort of looming figure like I need to speak to you at this time and it yeah. it, it becomes really impending for some people and they're yeah. like no I don't want to do it and um because it is a bit more like chill speaking on whatsapp and email and stuff and because we are very much like friendly we're here to help you we can do that more informal thing at the end of the day we're not the client exactly. it's not like you're gonna be you but on the flip side of that there is also the school of thought that you have to kind of realise you will have to speak on the phone at some point. You will yeah. have to come face to face with your potential new employer. But obviously to start with, to sort of keep that communication line open, you sort of tell us how you want to talk. Yeah. And we'll very much adopt. I mean, I hold my hands up. I didn't always adopt this <laughs> mantra. But it, like innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Everyone has stuff going on. If you haven't replied to me a couple of times... I will give you the benefit of the doubt if you come back to me and you're like, I'm really sorry, I've had this go on, I've had that go on, um, but but I'm sort of ready to move forward, then that's great. But just sort of open, be open and honest, I think is the biggest thing. And I think as well, you need to explain the urgency of recruitment to a candidate. Obviously, a lot of them do want to get in a job ASAP, but they may not realise that if they don't communicate with you or they ghost you for three days, that opportunity could get filled and it could be boxed off with someone else. So they might think, oh, that recruiter is trying to call me. I'll call them back on Friday. And they might say that on Monday. But by Friday, the job could be filled. It might not be there. So I think, you know, to sort of stop that from happening... 
if you say to the candidate, hey, look, I think you could be a really good fit for this job. You know, I want to have that second call with you to delve in deeper. When can we do it? Can we do it tomorrow? Like, which day is good for you? Yeah. Bearing in mind, I've got other candidates in the mix and the company are looking to get moving on this yeah. task just so they know, oh, right, okay, you know, it's not like I can just take my time, have a think, and they'll be waiting for me. Yeah, it's like, definitely. no, you, if you want it, you need to act fast. And it's really, like you say, really building it up into a big thing because it is a big thing. Like, yeah. the, jobs, the jobs are getting filled they so are. quickly and it is being like there, there isn't time to hang around no. and creating that sense of urgency with your candidates will, will really spur that on and I, as well I do find if you're really sort of bigging up the candidate's CV to them like you'd be incredible you'd be so good at this I can really see that this skill would be like yeah. a, such a good fit then your candidates there and they're like yeah I've yeah. got this job <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be incredible yeah. and that and then but if you do sort of hype up and really sort of make that connection yeah then they're they're more likely to sort of buy into buy into the process that you're going to take them on exactly and I think as well if if you are nice to them and if you do connect with them and you do build that rapport with them you know if something does pop up that is genuine if, if you know there is a family emergency or if say yeah. they're and know, but for us we're left wondering like what happened Where like what went go? wrong yeah. and I think that is really that's a really important point because we're very much sometimes quite easy to jump and blame the candidates like yeah. you've ghosted us blah, blah blah but it's up to us as recruiters to really build the foundation of yeah, that relationship space for yeah them to, talk. to yeah. talk and to sort of be able to feel like you can text like I'm sorry like I'm ill or blah 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 or be able to be open and honest but that relationship isn't going to happen if we're picking up the phone saying we found their CV taking a few basic details and then shoving them into the client there's no relationship there so then then your candidates are going to ghost you because they don't know you they're not invested in you they don't they don't care like because there's going to be it's a competitive market there's so many agencies after all the jobs going out there so as a recruiter you've really got to make yourself care and yeah. really get invested into your candidates for them to reciprocate it in the same way. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, even if you follow all of those things that we've mentioned, you know, it is sort of inevitable there will be situations where you are of ghosted. Course, yeah. So what is your advice then to a fellow recruiter if they are ghosted? So if you're being ghosted and you know what happens, you see the blue ticks and you're like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that emotional roller coaster's beginning. Yeah. Um, one, one of the tips that um, sort of our manager gave us was, was saying to the candidate, look, um, I'm, I'm getting feedback from my client. Can you call me at 10 a.m. tomorrow? Yes. I'm putting it on the, putting the onus on the candidate to do the footwork and saying, can you call me at 10 a.m. tomorrow? If they call you, okay, they're showing commitment. If they yeah. don't, I'm sorry, but but maybe that's it. If yeah. it's, it's come to the end, of, uh, the end of the road. I would say, obviously, try different channels. But at the end of the day, if it gets to the point where you're harassing them, they're never going to answer anyway. And at that no. point, if you feel like you are continuously calling and texting and emailing, the candidate's probably not interested anymore. So it's kind of giving it up. Um, and I know you made a really good point, Roni, about always, even however much they may have annoyed you by ghosting you, always end it on a good note yeah. and send them a lovely little message yeah. saying, unfortunately, I'll have to withdraw you, but I wish you the best of luck for your future endeavours. Yeah, definitely. I think it's so important to keep that good connection because obviously if we're engaging with them in the first place, it's because we think they're a good candidate. Yeah. We think they can do the job. So we want to keep that relationship going. It might just be, you know, this wasn't the time for them or maybe something really did pop up that they couldn't or, you know, something came up at work or maybe they got anxious about 
you know moving and going to an interview and yeah. changing jobs so you know you do have to keep that um i think communication open with them even when they have stopped communicating and just say hey you know i understand this didn't work out you know you've got my number feel free yeah. to call me you know when you're back in the market or if anything changes and you know sometimes they will actually reach back out to you you know months down the yeah. line say hey look i'm really sorry a few months ago obviously it didn't work out i had things going on but you know now i'm back i'm really ready to commit so you know if they're a good candidate and you want to keep that communication yeah don't be aggressive with them don't let your emotions get a hold of you and never burn any bridges exactly <laughs> exactly you know it is frustrating for us um and it can be frust- frustrating for the client as well if they've really you know sort of bought into that candidate but yeah it is just the way it goes you know that is recruitment for you and i think you just have to learn how to manage that and and Definitely. i think just going with open expectations like this candidate's good but if they drop out, what am I going to do? So you need yeah. to have backup candidates. You need to just make sure yeah. that you are prepared. Until that candidate is literally offered over the line in nothing that th- thing on the first day. Yeah. Even then. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. nothing is set yeah. in stone. And I think as a recruiter, you've just got to make sure you're doing everything you can from a communication perspective to really sort of build your foundations, follow up with your candidates, make sure that you're making the journey as clear as possible to them. Um, and then, like you say, just just ride that recruitment roller coaster. Absolutely. And obviously, unfortunately, you know, ghosting doesn't just happen with candidates. It does happen with clients as well. And it can be a little bit more difficult to manage when it is with clients. But there are certain things you can do. Um, for example, getting interview slots in advance. So sometimes yes. sometimes it won't even be that a client is ghosting. It's just that, you know, they are busy people, hence why they're needing to recruit. They need that help on yeah. board. Um, so, you know, that you might send across a CV and they might not get back to you for a week. And you think, right they've ghosted me yeah but you are on their to-do list it's just at the bottom of the to-do list so I think to sort of manage that potential ghosting or the communication issues with the client you know when you go and see them when you have that initial chat with them say look could you open up your diary now could you give me a day where you can give me four slots four times and we will put some candidates in there for you to see Um, I think that is the best way to manage it because that is then getting a commitment from your client straight away and I think also it shows the client a bit a bit of assertiveness yeah and they're not like oh it's another silly little agency because as much as we hate it recruitment agencies are a lot of the time seen as pests and they don't (laughs) want they don't want to be dealt with but if you're out there and you're on a good visit and you're getting on really well with your client to turn around and really sort of take control of that and be like look we want to take over your diary let's book in these candidates and then like you say explaining that to the client is otherwise you're going to lose the candidates because of how quickly everything's moving good candidates are not hanging around yeah so if you're a client and we're out on a visit and you're like oh i don't know if i can give you that or i don't know if i can open my diary you're going to lose the candidates basically And I think as well, you know, we said it for candidates, but the same goes for clients. You know, you do need to find out how they like to communicate. You know, they might have a completely full inbox and they won't see if you're sending CVs over. So, you know, find out, you know, how's best for me to reach you? If, you know, if I've got a good candidate, do you want me to email it to you or do you want me to call you yeah. and talk through their profile? So, you know, when you have that initial chat, when you go on that visit, say to them, look, I know you're a busy person. How can I help? with our communication how can I streamline it yeah. where is best to contact you and even when is best to contact you they might say you know I spend the last hour of my day doing admin that's when you should reach me or yeah I've always got meetings between nine and twelve don't try and contact me then definitely and some people will say um 
say some people will say like don't be afraid to sort of chase me on it yeah because like you say if you're dealing especially if you're dealing with the higher senior levels their inboxes are filling up like they have emails like everyone's email inbox you get spam you get all sorts just coming in so it can be easily missed and I'd say I mean I was being fairly new in recruitment myself it can sometimes be a bit daunting to be ringing your managing director like um could you check those cvs for me yeah but it is something that has to be done because sometimes it can jog the memory and it can be the difference between getting your candidate seen definitely and and i think another communication problem that you know can be a thing between client and recruiter is them not giving enough when they are communicating you know you might send across cv they might reply to you quickly but they might just reply quickly saying no yeah or they might say yes but either way you know whether they want to see a candidate or not you need to know why you know what does this candidate have what don't they have so that you can really tailor your next cvs your next you know short list of candidates to what they like because obviously you will get a spec from them you will have a conversation with them you will find out the ins and outs but you cannot apply that to a cv to a real person until you've got that feedback from that first one so you know it's important for clients to make sure they're telling you everything that they like and don't like. So if you are a recruiter, you know, and they come back to you and say, no, say, oh, well, have you got five minutes for me to pick your brains? Can we have a chat about this profile? Or can we do a service review? Exactly, exactly. So I think that's just my final point, really. Just, you know, with the client and with the candidate, it's all about communication. It's about finding out how they like to communicate, when they like to communicate, and just making sure that you've built that connection with them so that they feel comfortable to communicate. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Next week, we will be focusing on the current trends within the recruitment market.